Prophetic School is here. We invite you to join us online or in person at Revelation Church in Simi Valley, California, August 22nd to 24th, 2022. This is Dr. Lovey's fifth annual prophetic school, and you don't want to miss. For information and registration, visit ProfitLovey.com. Now here's our prophet, Dr. Lovey Elias. There are three things that everyone that receives Jesus, our precious Lord, that receives. And each and every one of you have this, but it varies in levels, degrees, and dimensions. Not all, all of us are not the same, but we are similar. A lot of believers don't understand this. They don't understand that in God's sight, we are the same. That doesn't mean we are the same. A parent will always see all his children to be his children. But among children, there is always differences. So you and the one and the person sitting next to you, we are all brothers and sisters in humanity. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our precious Lord. But in spiritual ranking and experiences, we are not the same. And if you misunderstand this reality, you quench your ability to be lifted in the spirit. You see, spiritual elevation does not simply come because you fast and you pray, even though it is good. Spiritual expansion does not come because you pray all night, even though praying all night is good. Uh, spiritual increase does not come because you read your Bible day and night, even though reading your Bible is very good. But the system of elevation in heaven is completely different than how the church has taught us it works. This is why many times when you go to church, thank God, not Revelation Church, but many churches, it is a den of dry bones. It is a, a cemetery. It is a place of blind men who are trying to lead each other in things that they are not even in themselves. It is a place of frustration. It is a place of one day God will do it, not God can do it. It is a place God can visit my neighbor, but I don't know he has maybe forgotten me. It becomes a place where there are no miracles. There is no uh, uh, tangible evidence of God. I always say this and I will say it again. A place that has no testimony is a place that God left. Teacher. I feel like I'm speaking to myself. A place that there is no testimonies, it is a place that God is no longer there. A place that God is, there's supernatural interventions. There is, it is a place whereby the, the, the supernatural has become normal, but there is still an awe knowing that God's hand is in that place. Not only because there's physical manifestations of God, but there is physical manifestation of God working through men. You see, when Joseph was sent into Egypt... Joseph did not perform any miracle. 
But everything Joseph did, the hand of God was in it. That whatever he touched increased. Whatever he managed grew. Wherever he went, there was success. Whatever counsel he gave, there was transformations that followed. It was not just a good man with empty actions, but it was a man of God with God's hand working through him. My prayer is after this service today that the mighty hand of God will rest on you. It will rest on your family. It will rest on your children. It will rest on your business. It will rest on your career. It will rest on your ministry. That whatsoever you do will take off to the glory of God. If you believe this, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now there are three things that every child of God has. Your anointing. Your grace and your God. I'll say that again. Every believer walks with these three things. Every believer walks with these three things. Your anointing, your grace, and your God. I'll say it one more time. Every one of you walks in these three things. It was given to you the day you said yes to Jesus. Your anointing. Your grace. And your God. Why is it important for you to understand this? And when we read scripture in a second, you will see that what I'm telling you is to be true. The Lord Jesus said it like this. He said, I return to my God, who is also now becoming your God. My father, who is also becoming your father. Notice, this was an exclusive dimension to the Lord Jesus. Even though God is the God of all people, but God was only a father to Jesus. Is this making sense? Yes. Now we're going to go into scriptures in a second, but I want you to understand this. What God gave you the day you received him cannot increase without another person with another dimension comes into your life. Amen. I will say it one more time for those who have ears. You see, there are a lot of things that we have been deceived in church because we are religious people, but we are not a spiritual people. Religion is not necessarily bad. It becomes bad if spirituality is lacking then it becomes uh, routines and cultures that are man-made and they are not proceeding from the Spirit of God. Everything about you has increased or decreased based on who you have encountered. Teacher. 
If you meet bad people, your life becomes bad. If you meet people who are full of deception, they will lead you into deception. And before you know it, you will lose much. You meet with people of excellence, your life also starts to experience what? Excellence. You meet people who are are career-driven, they will make you also to be what? Career-driven. Whatever you encounter also becomes an experience in your own life. It is exactly the same way spiritually. You went to school because you knew somebody needed to pour into you what they know. It was just not enough for you to get textbooks and to read it at home. There's a reason why you come to church even though you have a Bible. Amen. Amen. It's good. Hello. Hello. There's a reason why you come to church. Some of you go for, yeah, because my grandmother used to make me go to church. And some of you come because you want to experience God beyond your grace, your anointing, and your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's start with the anointing. I taught about the, the anointing uh, um, last, last week. The anointing is the enabling of God. When the anointing comes into a person's life, it comes to amplify and to increase everything. But the anointing cannot create anything. It only increases what is there. Are you listening to me? So somebody who is anointed but is a dormant person, the anointing will have no work. Because the purpose of the anointing is to increase, is to expand, and above all, is to amplify whatever is inside of you. This is why there are times when you pray, you pray under the anointing, and there are times you pray in the flesh. When you pray under the anointing, you may be just be praying. Oh, When the anointing is activated, hey, there is something that changes with you. Because what the anointing will do is it will amplify your voice. It will intensify your prayer. It will cause you to have insight and foresight into what you're praying into. Because the purpose of the anointing is to amplify If the anointing also finds you with bad characters, it will also amplify it. Teaching good. Teaching good. I feel like I'm talking to myself. If you have weaknesses, they will be highlighted even more. You see, when Paul had not met Jesus, you don't hear Paul complaining about his sinful nature. You don't hear him complaining about his flesh. You don't hear him crying about this this flesh of sin who will deliver me from this body he never prayed any kind of prayer like that yet he was a pharisee of pharisees he was very highly educated in the law of god to the point that he was arresting and sending people to jail because of breaking the law of god but the moment jesus came he began to cry who will deliver me from this body Who will save me from this? Because the moment the power of God came, the good, the bad, and the ugly was came to the surface. That's good. Good teaching. I feel like I'm talking to myself. 
You see, when the Holy Spirit descended upon the Lord Jesus, and you see Lord, the Lord Jesus saying this in Luke chapter 4. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he hath anointed me. When the Holy Spirit came upon the Lord Jesus, the first thing that the Holy Spirit did was led him into the wilderness to make sure that there was nothing in him that was off. So he was led to be tempted. The Bible says it like this. You are not tempted by the devil. It is your own evil desires. The devil just takes advantage of it because he knows you have this weakness. He will come and dangle a carrot before you. You know you want it. Come on. Smell it, smell it. You want it, you want to bite, he pulls it. This is what Satan does, but it is our own wicked desires inside of us that causes us to fall into temptation. God only tests us. Testing is so that you can pass an exam. It means that you went through a lesson. You have to be tested to prove yourself. Temptation is designed to make you fall. Temptation's design is to make you to fall. That is why God cannot tempt you because there is no evil in him. He does not want you to fall. But Satan, his desire is for you to fall. So he, he remember the deep calleth unto what? The deep. The deep calleth unto the deep. If there is something wrong in you, the devil can also pick it up and you will be attracted to you. You see, some of these things are not only spiritually inspired, but it is reality. Birds of a feather flock together. Misery loves what? Company. You will notice even in life, successful people like to bond together. Lazy people like to hang together. Mm -hmm. Active people like to be together. Yeah. Ambitious people love to be together. We naturally will group ourselves based on the activities that we do. So spiritually, the reason why you keep going through the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over, you think it is only a matter of prayer, but the anointing is exposing to you something inside of you. Good. I think I'm speaking to myself. That is the natural mechanism of the anointing. That's why sometimes you see some men of God and you're like, huh? How, how can you be one minute Jesus and not the next minute like this? Because the good, the bad, and the ugly will be amplified. Now, the issue is this. The anointing cannot amplify what is not there. So even though you have your anointing, you must ask yourself, what grace do you carry? Because the anointing will amplify the grace that God has imparted into you. You see, the anointing does not increase, but it is the grace of God that we grow in. So the more we have access to grace, the greater function the anointing will have. 
because the anointing is only amplifying what already is in the place. Amen, amen. You see, when the Lord Jesus came to his apostles and he chose them, he told them, greater works shall you do. He did not say, because greater anointing shall come on you. You notice the apostles grow in the understanding of who the Lord Jesus is. That because of that experience, their walk with the Holy Spirit is increased because they receive the Holy Spirit because of the Lord Jesus' grace. You will never have access to God beyond what is given to you. And the only way you increase what is given to you, you need to find a man, not God. Amen. Amen. I just said something to you, but I pray that you will understand this. I have met people who will fast and pray so that they can prophesy. I just look at them. I encourage them. I say, add 40 more days. (laughs) Keep it up. I want to, I feel as calling to heal people. Okay. I'm just fasting, waiting on all this. Okay, keep waiting. My time will come. Okay. 50 years later. My time will come. (laughs) Nothing is shifting because you don't understand the protocols of the spirit. And if you don't understand the protocols of the spirit, you will miss God. I want you to go to Philippians chapter Actually 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14 Can we read it together 2 Corinthians 13:14 Are we ready Yes 1 2 3 The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Read it one more time. One, two, three. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus carried the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit. So anyone who does not receive the Lord Jesus cannot partake of the grace that leads you to the Father. Is this making sense so far? So for me to experience the Holy Spirit, for me to have communion with God the Father, for me to know the love of God, because remember, the Lord Jesus was a token of God the Father's love. So for me to access the love of God, I cannot access it unless I receive the grace of the Lord Jesus. Because the Lord Jesus has enjoyed this grace from eternity. Because the Lord Jesus is the manifest presence of the invisible God. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead. But God became man and that man carried this grace that gave every human being an opportunity To experience the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit, and access to God the Father. This is why for you to receive salvation, you need Jesus. Because Jesus came from the Father. If you receive him, you have access to who? The Father. 
When Jesus left this world, he went back to the Father. So when you leave this world, you go back to who? The, the Father. Father. Because this is a grace that was given to him. Amen. You have to understand that before the Lord Jesus came, when men died, they went to paradise. They didn't go to heaven. If you know uh, uh, scripture, you will understand that Abraham's bosom was opposite hell. It was not above. It was actually opposite hell. When you went to paradise, you could look and see your uncle burning in hell if they didn't make it. Divided by the bottomless pit. Yeah, this is true. It's in your Bible. No man could enter heaven. When, Sam, when Saul went to invoke Samuel, the Bible says that he saw Samuel coming from the ground, not coming from heaven. The Lord Jesus was the only one that proceeded from the Father, that came from heaven, died on the cross, rose again and said, now you don't have to go down there, you go up with me. Amen. Where I will be, there shall you be what? Also. also. Amen. So things changed because we experienced the grace of our Lord Jesus. So the grace of our Lord Jesus gives you access to God the Father's love, to the Holy Spirit, and communion with the Father that you will make heaven. But apart from the grace of our Lord Jesus was to give salvation, there is a unique grace that is given to men based on the function that God has given them upon the earth. There is a unique grace that God has given to every individual pertaining to their assignment on the earth. We all don't carry the same assignment and we don't all have the same magnitude of assignment. The magnitude of the assignment differs. And based on that magnitude, the grace given to you is also given according to that magnitude. Uh, I, I, are you able to hear me? Is this, uh, let, let's, 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 let's look at this. I'll go to Philippians very quickly. Philippians chapter 1 verse 17. Philippians 1 17. Ah, this is not the right one, Uncle Lee. You wrote the wrong scripture here. For me, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, but I'll tell you what it says. This is what he said. This is what the scripture says. It says it like this. Paul said, My God is able to supply your needs. He did not say our God. He said my God. He did not say our Jesus. He said my God. Yes. Is able to supply your needs. Your neighbor's God may not be able to supply your needs because the experience of God they have cannot even provide for them. Wow, that's good, that's good. Uh, I feel some people miss this. You see, sometimes we are too inclusive. I'm sorry to say this, especially now in America, it's a big problem. 
we are so inclusive. You know, I was talking to my coach the other day and, and he was telling me that I really hate how the kids are being raised now because, you know, when kids compete and they fail, they need to feel how losing feels like so that they don't lose anymore. Amen. But now everybody gets a trophy. We all participated. You get a trophy. You get a trophy. So what is the point of being number one? We are so inclusive that through our ability or our desire to include everybody, what we have done is we have removed the capacity of people to increase between their God. When God appeared to Moses, he told Moses something unique that he didn't tell his fathers. He said, to your fathers, I appeared this way, but to you, I will be Jehovah. I will be the Lord to you. The first time God ever came to a man and said, to you, you will call me Jehovah. You will not call me Elohim. You will not call me El Shaddai. That is what I was to your fathers, but to you, you will know me as the Lord. Notice, Moses' God could part the sea. Come on. Come on. Moses' God could provide manna in the wilderness. Yes. Moses' God gave you the ability to trample over scorpions and serpents in the wilderness. That was his God. And when Moses was about to go home, God told him, Give what I have given you to Joshua. Then God comes to Joshua and he tells Joshua, Joshua to you, I will be with you like I was with Moses. He did not say I will be with you in your own way. Are you catching this so far? He said to you, I will be with you like I was with Moses. So make sure what Moses has spoken to you you meditate on it day and night. He didn't tell him, go and fast and pray. Let me tell you one of the failures we have in church. You are fasting and praying for things that you may never get. Instead of just going to a man, be submissive. Surrender to what God is doing with them. So that what they fasted and prayed what they were processed through they can just lay hands like this Amen. and say in the name of Jesus what God has given me receive it also Amen. and immediately Amen. it cuts your process I prophesy to somebody Yes. may your labor be cut in half receive I said may your labor be cut in half receive See, sit for two seconds. Yesterday night, I was working with uh, Dr. Emmanuel, and, and he told me something that was very beautiful. He said, you know, when God is in something, he takes away the sweat. That's good. That's good. You see, when, Mo when God removed himself from Adam's life, he told him, by the sweat of your brush shall you eat. But others came, they did not have to sweat to get bread. Moses, we want bread. And heaven opened and manna began to fall. Amen. I decree and declare. Yes. 
that you will tap into the God of this house. I receive. That you will know him beyond what you have known. I receive. That you may experience another dimension of our living God. I receive. Ah, sit for two seconds. Sit for two seconds. This is why honor is important. Because when you honor a man or a woman of God, you are honoring the God that has manifested in them. You have honored the God that is inside them. It is not about the person. It is partly the person because God has chosen that vessel. And if you are wise, you will see that God through that vessel. And when you humble yourself before that vessel, you are saying, Jesus, I see you. Hallelujah. Teaching good. He said, Jesus, you, you are trying to see if I'm going to see you, but I see you, Lord. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. I found you and I see amen, you. Amen, amen. This is why the Lord Jesus said this to the disciples. He says, anybody who tells you the kingdom of God is coming, don't believe them. For the kingdom of God is within you. Now, every kingdom is not the same. Some kingdoms are bigger than others. Some kingdoms are more powerful than others. It is still an extension of the same nation. But some other places are prospering more than others. I don't know if it is, I think Jamaica is out of the Queen's land now. Jamaica is independent, right? 60. 60th. <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> ch ch check this out. But for those 60 years, okay, Jamaica was still a sovereign uh, a part of England. But Jamaica was not England. Kenya was also part colonized by the Brits. But Kenya was doing better than Jamaica. Yes, but they're all extension of the same empire. So you may have the kingdom of God, but it may not be the same as your neighbors. You may need resources from the other one. Yes. Is this making sense so far? Yes. So if you don't understand this, you will think that you're like the person next to you and you will miss God. You come to Revelation Church because of my God, not your God. Amen, amen, amen. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think this was for the overflow. I'm just being honest with you. You didn't come. Yes, God led you here. But why did he lead you here? Why didn't he just show himself in your house? Apostle, am I saying the truth? It's true. There is a reason why God brought you here. Because, and when you came, you said, wow. God in Revelation Church. Yes. The deliverance, the healing, the prophetic. Yes. The revelation that we are getting. Yes. The closer we are getting to God. But what you are enjoying is the same God you have. But why didn't he show you those things? my God Amen. who revealed himself in this way is the same one that now has come to you. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Clap for the Lord Jesus. Sit, sit for two seconds. 
When Jesus walked on the earth, our precious Lord walked on the earth. Jesus never walked with God. He walked with his father. Human beings only called, uh, Abraham is our father. Jacob is our father. We are children of Israel. Nobody could dare to say, I am a child of God. They claimed to belong to people who produced them and because of their grace, they were in the promised land. So they recognized their fathers because they knew the dealing of God was based on the grace and the God that appeared unto their fathers. This is why God, every time he appeared to the people within the nation of Israel. He always says, I am the God of your fathers. Why did he say, why did God introduce himself as the God of your fathers? You see, sometimes when people read, uh, uh, I forget where it is in Matthew, they say, call no man father except God. It is because they don't really understand the doctrine of the church. They take one scripture, read it out of context, and they don't get it. Imagine God is coming and he's not saying, I am your father. He's saying, I am the God of your father. Wow. He's not saying, I'm the God of He's saying, I'm the God of your father. Understand that I am talking to you because of your father. Yes. Then Jesus comes in the Gospels and he says something very interesting. He says, The Pharisees, they sit in the seat of Moses, meaning that they have promoted themselves where Moses sat. But they did not bring you unto their God. They only brought you into the law. Not even helping you to keep the law, to walk in the law. They didn't introduce you to these things. Therefore, they are not fit to be your fathers. So don't call any of them father except your father who is in heaven. Why did he say call your father in heaven? Now, you need to understand doctrine in order for the doctrine of the church for you to understand this. He said, call no man father, but your father in heaven. But nobody was calling God father. Why did he say that? I have come to introduce father to you. Amen. 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 I am now the God that appeared to your fathers. But I am telling you, these guys are not fit to be called fathers. These ones. So don't call any one of them father. Call God in heaven your father. Why? Because I've come to give him to you. Amen. If you read Apostle Paul, he says something very interesting. Apostle Paul says something very interesting. He's writing to his spiritual son. He tells him, Titus. I am your father. I have begotten you in the faith. Imagine Paul is saying he's somebody's father. But many will say, but call no man father. But Paul is saying, hey, I'm your father. He goes as far as to say, Jesus said, imitate me. Take my yoke upon yourself. Paul comes and tells you, don't imitate Jesus, imitate me. He said, follow me as I follow Jesus. It means your access to Jesus is a man that has seen Jesus. Amen. You cannot imitate what you have not experienced. Amen. That's good. Is this making sense? Yes. Because unless you meet somebody that has had an experience, you cannot access that experience. 
This is why John the Baptist had to receive the spirit of Elijah in order to open heaven for Jesus. This is why John the Baptist had to be at the Jordan, the very same place Elijah was taken up, in order for him to baptize Jesus and for heaven to be open. Yeah, yeah. Because Elijah was the only man of God that walked the earth, that walked with the grace to control heaven. That if he wanted to open the gate of heaven, he will open. If he wanted to shut it, he will shut it. And there's nothing he will do about it. One day he woke up. He said, you people are playing with me. And you're playing with my God. For three years, there will be no rain until I say so. Imagine. He didn't care that there were babies. <laughs> there were people. That was his grace. He got angry. He said, you people are playing with God. I will show you who God is. And he announced it. There will be no rain, no dew until I say so. Until by my word and left to the wilderness. And God sent him somewhere where there was a brook. A, a raven was bringing him meat. Delivery, Uber Eats. <laughs> He's drinking water. When he was hungry, uh, an angel would bake for him bread, eat. A jar of water from heaven, drink. Everyone is suffering. Then God says, okay, I want you to save one woman. Go to uh, this widow's house. He goes there. The woman is cooking a last meal. It says, uh, woman, feed me. She says, well, how can, this is my last cake. I'm cooking for me and my son to eat and to die. He said, listen to me. Cook the bread, but make sure I eat first. If I eat first, what you have in your house, the oil and the flour will never run out. You see... Let me explain to you something. Hear me carefully. I pray that you have the maturity to capture what the Holy Spirit is ministering to us. What you have was to bring you to a greater encounter that will produce life. If you stay with what you have, it may lead to death. Ask yourself this question. Ask yourself this simple yet beautiful question. Jesus is in all of us. Why did you get delivered here? Jesus is in all of us. Why did you get healed here? Jesus is in all of us. Why, do you, why are you learning the things you're learning here? To the point some people have called me a wizard, a witch, uh, you know, all these things. I must be the worst one because I keep leading people to Jesus. You know? I must be the worst wizard in the world. Terrible. Because I keep leading people and making people give their life to Jesus. They hell me, me should fire me probably. But the reasons why these are happening is because every person that has carried or encountered God is carrying that experience of God within them. So, when you don't see things moving and you have prayed nothing is changing, find somebody. Amen. The teaching. Let, let me make it simple in this way. Let me make it simple in this way. Last night when Dr. Emmanuel arrived and he arrived to the church, 
I knew that the man of God was tired because he has been busy ministering and all that. But I got him picked up. He was dropped off. When he arrived, I made him walk throughout the church. Said, Daddy, this, is, this was at midnight. We just finished live stream. I was waiting for him. I said, Daddy, this is the auditorium. Just walk. Uh, Daddy, this is the overflow. These are the offices. Daddy, this is the pulpit. Please, can you just walk on it? He said, I know what you want. He took off his shoes, walked on the pulpit. Amen. He began to pray. The reason why I was doing this is I want my God to increase. Yes. So if I can take some of what God has given him, yes. I add it on mine. Sit down for two seconds. It is called, you see, the Bible says, work out your own salvation. salvation. It is mathematics. There are things the Holy Spirit will never open his mouth and tell you, now thus says the Lord, thou shalt do this. You just need to calculate. God, I know you love me, but you may have given that other person a little more sugar. I want to partake of that sugar. If I pray, I am limited to what God has given me. But if God lives in a man, if I can persuade that man, if I can grab that man, I have grabbed God who has inhabited within man. Amen. Amen. So instead of me, I just need to go and say, man of God, by touching them, I am touching the God that is inside of them because their body is no longer their own. Amen. Woo! That's good. I, I feel like I'm talking to myself. You see, when you understand this simple thing, sit, sit down for two seconds. I pray you. I pray thee. You see, when you understand these simple things, these very simple lessons... I promise you, the dimension and the place you go to is different. Do you see, do you understand that Jesus never fought the Pharisees? He actually honored them. Even when he corrected the ones that were coming after him, he always answered them in a way the crowd did not understand. Only they are the ones that knew. Jesus will heal people and say, go show yourself to the priest and give the offering according to the law of Moses. He understood spiritual protocol. As anointed as Jesus was, as graced as the Lord Jesus was, Jesus went to bow before another man. And the man is going to bow to, is telling him, his own cousin, is telling him, Jesus, don't do this. You should be baptizing me. I am not worthy to tie your shoelace. And Jesus tells him, listen, I have to do this now. To fulfill all righteousness. Some of you are called to greatness. But you have not understood your answer may be with somewhere that looks less. Amen. Amen. You didn't hear what I'm telling you. Among you, there is entrepreneur, billionaires, trillionaires, people that will change the world, that will win souls, that will succeed. But if you don't recognize where you need the fuel,
fuel to lift you, the anointing will not work. It will not be available. When you see me with elders that I call fathers, when you see me with them, I am like a child. Ah, Because I understand how this game is played spiritually. I know God. You see, many of you do things with God because you are ignorant of God. You don't know God. Moses was more anointed than Aaron and Miriam. But he was humble to them. He surrendered himself to them. That even when the talk spoke about him, he couldn't say anything. Some of you, do you know how anointed I am? The caliber of man of God that I am. The power that I possess. And you will talk to me this way. Shakotaba. Have you seen angels? <laughs> God looks at you and says, wow, that is why I put small, a small part of me in you. The Lord sent me here for a simple mission. Apostle Paul even said it this far. He said, ye are partakers of my grace. Not the grace of God, my grace. You are partakers of my grace. Mine. Mine, not ours. Mine. Ye are partakers of my grace in the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Every man of God carries their grace because your grace is your gospel. It is through that grace that we will know the epistle of Apostle <laughs> let, let me stop before. <laughs> it is through that that we now know oh Apostle Scott is a great man of God. It is through that grace that your epistle is written that men will raise up one day after our time that will say, I, I, I saw what God did with that man. I think God can do the same with me. Yes. Learn to pull on grace. Learn to access somebody else's God. I, I can't see Uncle Fred here today. Maybe he's upstairs somewhere. He's upstairs? Uh, uh, Uncle Fred is fine. He can stay up there. I remember when uh, my son and daughter, the, 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 the mother and father of the twins, the twin daughters, they're over there. And their babies are doing amazing. And when I spoke to them and I pregnified them, <laughs> and I pregnified them, actually stand up for a second. Let them stand where they are. Where's Uncle Fred? Uncle Fred, come. Sorry, let me summon you real quick. Uncle Fred, come. Come, come, Uncle Fred. Wherever you are. He's coming, he's coming. okay. No, he's coming fast, too. <laughs> Uncle Fahed, where are you? Come, come. Please, please join them over there. Uh, they are clapping for you with hate. Uh, there is no love in that clapping. So after I prayed for this family, and 
I told them that uh, I ministered to them prophetically. Told them what the problem was. I ministered to them. I said also another thing we need to have children in this scenario. I, I did a prophetic act that God told me. I took an apple, cut it. I told them, eat everything. They ate. I think the man of God ate too many seeds. <laughs> <laughs> and when they ate this, the woman of God became pregnant with twins. When they gave birth to these twins, one of them was extremely sick because they said there was bleeding in the brain and things like that. And he was looking very bad. They were giving the baby a few hours maybe. They even called them to rush to the hospital because they believed the young one was dying. Yes. Uncle Fred calls me. I said, listen, our testimony cannot die. Amen. 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 Nothing like that will happen here. God cannot give us something so that he can die, one remains. Yes. He gave two. Those two will live. Amen. I told Uncle Fred, go there and minister to them. And just pray for them. Don't be afraid. They will be okay. Nothing like that is going to happen. Uncle Fred went there. Oh, is that their picture? Yes. Yeah, that's the only picture from that night. They took a lot of pictures, but this one there. Oh, they took, these are the pictures they took because they believed the baby would die. Yes. They said like, uh, they, you know, last picture, so. And this is the moment that uh, Uncle Fred tried to take the shell that you give it to him. Okay. And for praise. And... So Uncle Fred took out the prayer shell. Tell them the prayer you prayed. <laughs> um, I took the shawl. It was right after the healed conference, and I believed. And when I called you, you said, don't, don't stress, just go in there and pray. I went there as an assistant pastor. That's why they allowed me to go in with no COVID test and stuff like that. Because they, they knew it was done already. Mm. I went there, I handed out the shawl to the mom, and I said, just lay hand on the baby and speak life to him. Because Papa said he's not going to go anywhere. Mm. And she, she had a bigger belief than I did. Yes. And she says, I know. She's not going anywhere. And they said, we're going to wait till morning. Morning came at 7 a.m., nothing happened. 10 a.m., nothing happened. And right now, today, you have a pictures of them, right? Uh, the new, the new ones. Yeah, yeah. Even that time, that morning doctor, like, he was like seven years old doctor with a lot of experience. He said, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. He says, like, he... <laughs> Imagine, imagine this. Somebody goes with a simple prayer show, puts it there. Said the God of Papa Lo. You told him that nobody is dying. The wife also says, I know nobody is dying. Puts it there. They are waiting, they are taking, they are telling you, take, smile, last picture. Last picture. <laughs> 7 a.m., nothing. <laughs> Clap for the Lord Jesus. Amen, amen. 
Which one, which one, which one did they say that was not going to make it? So it was the baby, hey, can I say the name? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So uh, Grace, the first name is Grace. And then... And that is... Uh, yeah, and the baby B is Joyce. So, Joyce and Grace? Yeah. And which one is the one that was going to die? Grace. <laughs> show, show, show it, please, if you can. I'm no. sorry I put you on the spot. Let's, let's get a cameraman. This is the first picture of the hospital when they said this thing is happening. At the first hospital that night. They said that she was going to die. Yeah, this is the 800 gram Grace. Wow. Yeah. Now show us the new, new, new race. Yeah, yeah. She's now four pounds and something. Oh, this is Grace. Yeah. Clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. Clap for Jesus. Now you imagine. You imagine. You imagine. You imagine, first of all, that wasn't happening. God gives them twins. And then the enemy tries to take the thing. The same grace that provided it is the same grace that sustained it. Amen. May you know the yes. God of this house. Yes. Amen. See. May you experience the God of this house. Receive. Receive. Today, very simple, and, and we are going to finish with this. Your grace is good. Your anointing is excellent. Your God is good. But there is a greater measure of the same God you know. There are dimensions to grace. There are dimensions to this same God. There are men that God has chosen to take sweat from them. If you meet that person carrying that piece of Jesus, you will never suffer again. If you meet the same God in another person, but this God specializes in winning battles, the part of Jesus that is the right hand that wins battles, you meet them. Every demon in your life will be executed. Amen. This is especially for those who are clapping because there is something God is dropping in you. Yes. You have to understand that the church is not a building. It's an altar. Are you listening to me? Sit down for two seconds. I promise I have four minutes. And I am waiting for Mike. You're teaching good. The church is an altar. Some people have made the church where they gather, but us church is an altar. And, 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 and I'm sorry I'm using Dr. Emmanuel as, as, as much as possible. You understand a man of the spirit that he, he sees the altar. The first thing that he does is he takes off his shoes to stand and prays. It is because we have been taught by the Spirit of God to not take this place just a good place with lights and people gather. Yeah. No. Amen. 
it is a portal to the heavens themselves. Amen. It is access to where God is. That God made me a promise that whoever will step into this house, yes. that Jesus will visit them, their families, yes. their children, yes. their businesses, yes. those who are sick, those who are afflicted, that God will fight for them and they will know that the King of Glory lives. Hallelujah. This is why it is also important to be planted somewhere. It is important to be what? Planted. Anything that is not grounded cannot receive power. If you are not grounded, the power of God cannot flow through you, cannot be in you. God needs people to be grounded in order to carry his power. Not everywhere is good ground. Some places are okay grounds. Some places are thorny grounds. There are places that are shaky grounds. This church is good ground. Amen, amen. It is not because I am saying it, but the evidence of God is in your face. Today, I want us to pray before we partake of communion. I want us to pray. I want us to pray and I want you to understand where God has planted you. If you don't know where God has planted you, you cannot take advantage of it. God wants you to take advantage of where you are. Seize the moment. Seize the moment. Just notice uh, 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 a few months they shut down all churches. There was nowhere to pray. It can happen tomorrow. But God gave you access to his ground. Have you seized the moment? The world keeps getting darker and darker. Mm-hmm. But we are carriers of light. But we need to increase the light that the Lord God has deposited within us. So I will ask you again. Have you made use of the ground that you are on? Have you stood on this ground and said, Lord, my God, King Jesus, you are the God of this prophet, this young, handsome, skinny African man. If you're not clapping, you're jealous, but it's okay. <laughs> you are his God. I have seen what you are doing with him, but you have brought me to stand on the same ground so that I can partake of what you have given him because you are no respecter of persons. You gave him not for him, but you gave him for our benefit. What you have given unto him, I want it also to manifest in my life. Amen. Jesus, you are the God of this house. I call on you, you see. Let let me say it this way. Let me say it this way. Jesus of Nazareth 
was to identify the Lord Jesus, which Jesus you are talking about in his day. Because we had another guy called Bar Jesus, who was a wizard. <laughs> so the name Yeshua is good, but a lot of Shadrach, Meshach, and Negroes had that name. It's not a unique name. It's actually very similar to Joshua too. It's believed to be derived from that, you know, other scholars say. So the name Jesus is not exclusive. It only becomes exclusive if you tie it to a place that is manifested. You don't live in Nazareth. You never saw the Jesus of Nazareth. You experienced him through the apostles. And some of you today, you're experiencing him through Revelation Church. Amen. Amen. So, so what Jesus have you beheld? You know, sometimes I joke and I say, Jesus Christ of Simi Valley. You think I'm joking? No, I know, I know for sure he moved to Simi Valley because he lives here. Amen. <laughs> when the apostles said Jesus Christ of Nazareth they were pointing to a Jesus from Nazareth that, so that these guys know who they killed and they pointed out Nazareth because it was believed that nothing good can come out of where? Nazareth so they were saying the Jesus whom you thought is coming from somewhere that is not good he is the son of God he is the one that has given us all these things and you are fighting what he has produced and you cannot do anything about it he is the healer, he is the deliverer, he is all these things. So you imagine you are in America, in Simi Valley. <laughs> you want to call Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I, it is not real to you, you have never been there. It is not your experience. Even if you say the God of Moses, it's good. But you never met Moses. So it cannot be an impactful experience. It is good. It's not bad. Nothing wrong with it. But is it a first-hand experience? When I pray and I call on God, I never say God of Abraham, God of Moses, God of... Jacob, I don't say that. Do you know what I say? I say the God who found me when I was six years old. Amen. Yeah, because that's the one. And then I say you are the God also who walked with Moses, Abraham, Jacob. But you are my God who found me when I was six. I never sought you out. You sought me out. You came for me. You are my God. Why am I doing that? Because it is my experience. Amen. Amen. I am not borrowing it. Sometimes I'll say the God of my childhood because that's when I met him. What is your link? Where did you encounter him? When I talk to Apostle, Apostle always tells me the story of his mentor when he met him. He says, I met him and, and that is when God changed... When he prays, that is, his con that is his connection. 
Where did you meet him? Where did you have an experience with him? Not just giving your life. Giving the life is important. We celebrate that. It's one of the greatest experiences of life because it guarantees your entry into heaven. But when did you meet Jesus to say that, my Jesus, my God, you are the God I met in 1905, in that summer evening, when I had no direction, you gave me direction. When I was lost, you found me. Amen. When I was bound, you delivered me. Now I am in this situation. You did it before you will do it again. Amen. If you don't have that point of contact, who are you calling on? God must be a first-hand experience. You are the God I met in Simi Valley on Easy Street. I did not even know that I was bound. I did not even know this was happening. You came and you delivered me. You are the one I'm calling on, Jesus. Immediately you have tied. Because remember this. Let, let me finish with this. Every experience of God is tied to a name. Every name of God you know is an experience. There is no name of God that is not an experience. Jehovah means Lord and Master. Jehovah Jireh means God, the many-breasted one, the one who can provide for all. Every name you know of God is actually an experience of a man. So God introduced himself by what? An experience. Those who are in battles, he did not appear as provider. He came as Jehovah Sabaoth, the God of war. God mighty in battle. So that one is not going to call, oh God, my provider. In the middle of war, you will die. It's a wrong invocation. The enemy is coming after you say, Father, my provider. Ah. Uh, I don't need the provider. I need the protector. Amen. I need the... Amen. I am sick. I am sick. I don't need God the comforter. I need God the healer. Because every name of God is tied to an experience. You know, the thing is, we have just, I, I'm sorry to say this, and it hurts so bad, especially if you are somebody that you have encountered God. We have humanized God. We have diluted God. That's why we can't really see him, because we have made him human. We have taken out the flavor of God being God, that God removed himself. Because you've made him common. I don't agree with that. So what? God is still God. It makes sense to me. It doesn't matter whether it makes sense to you or not. God is still God. What do you, imagine the eternal God has decided that something is like this. Because it doesn't make sense to you, you think he stops being God. You know an ant in your backyard if he moves 
10 feet and comes back to his people and says, I've traveled the world. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I have traveled the world. You people have never traveled. Talking to their colony. I went to a far land. Yet, he never even left <laughs> a small portion. So imagine that person saying, no. Because they reached at the edge of the pool. They say, when you get there, the world ends. <laughs> then you come and you tell them, oh, Mr. Ant. The world is much bigger than that. No, I don't care. That doesn't make sense. How can it be more than what I have seen? Teaching good. So, my experience, my encounter with God, your experience and your encounter with God can always be added on. Amen. This is why God will come and talk to you and not give you an interpretation. You have a dream. You say, God spoke to me, but I don't understand. He's sending you to somebody. Amen. But I have God. Why am I still struggling? He's sending you to somebody. Because what you carry, he gave you because you cannot bear to carry more. So somebody has to give you. This is just how I do things. Okay, remain there. This is how I process things good for you. To walk with God requires flexibility. Anyone who is not flexible. Flexibility is so important in walking with God. Flexibility is so important because God will always inconvenience you to bless you. Amen. That's good. Uh, welcome the great apostle. Apostle, you're welcome, sir. Please, please. Boys, stand. Let apostle sit. Let apostle sit. Okay, okay. There's a place for him. Okay. Daddy Innocent, you're welcome, sir. Ah, you look clean like this. <laughs> Sexy Apostle. <laughs> this is my brother, Apostle Innocent. Please welcome him. Mm. So, in finalizing, in finalizing this, Desire to enter another dimension. Your prayers are good. You are just not getting access because grace is access. Grace is access. Why would I want to access something that I have no capability of accessing instead of using somebody that already goes there? If I can get to them then they can give me the access they have to access the same things. I always use uh, my mentor, Rachel, as an example. 
I spent so much time in Rachel's house. I spent so much time making music at Rachel's studio. I interned for her. I did all these things under her. And I learned so much, not only when she spoke to me, but being in her environment. The moment that I started growing in what God gave me, my first desire was I want to be in an area similar to hers. So I had a completely different drive because I had received certain graces that she carries together with her husband that came on me also. It is wisdom. Because God deposits different things in everyone differently. Somebody will not even confess Jesus, but they don't know they have a grace inside of them. Because they don't have Jesus, they may not accept, they will never make heaven because it is Jesus that takes you to heaven. But the grace is still really is working. Why do you think the Bible tells you the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous? There is a, a person right now that has worked all their life. They will never make heaven, but they were working for you. Their account, all the millions they are putting is for you. That one day you will access them, receive grace, and then the transfer will happen for the kingdom of God. You know, this is a reality. This is not me. God said it. There is somebody right now doing bad things. Saving up something so that you come and bless it in the name of the Father. Clean. You take it and do God's work. Look at your spirituality. You see, they are clapping. Should I clap? <laughs> Let me just ask them a simple question. I'm finishing. When you get paid at your job, do you ask your boss where the money came from? You count it to account for your labor. You don't sit there and say, mm, did this go through a strip club? Did it go through... Well, you don't worry about that. You just say, Father, my money, I have received it. I worked for it. You don't care if it went through drugs. You don't know. You just know that it came in your hands. And whatever touches your hands, you purify it. It is blessed. You go and you serve God with it. You provide for your family. That's all you care about. Uh -uh, is it not true? How many of you investigated your boss? Okay. I know you're paying me, but are you part of Illuminati? I'm just trying to make sure so that I know how much of the blood of Jesus I need to plead. Or maybe I shouldn't be working here. I just feel like the boss is giving me a bad check. Uh, you're waiting for hours, counting down. Payday. Stand up, we're going to pray. Stand up, we're going to pray. Thanks for joining us. We trust that what you have received today will change your life forever. Please follow us on social media at Prophet Lovi and Revelation Church LA for updates, events, and teachings. If you are interested in connecting with this teaching, head over to ProphetLovi.com or RevelationChurchLA.org and click on Giving. Prophetic School 5.0 is coming up. Register at ProphetLovi.com. See you there.